Hello, welcome to the sixth episode of Campfire Stories. Ha <laughs> ha, woohoo! And our special guest this week is each other. Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justice and I, you know, we we love having guests. We've had some great guests, Justice. Oh my goodness. We have. We have from the community to the employee. I mean, it's it's been phenomenal. Couldn't be any of a better situation in terms of uh, the first guest we've had. Yeah, but it dawned on me that we haven't shared our story, and and I love to talk, and I know you and we, love to we talk. No, I love to talk. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so that'd be fun for us to to just chat a little bit with with one another. Maybe tell the story of where the podcast came from, why we even do this, and went to Twitter, got some questions from some of the people in the community that we can answer as well. And a little cat told me that they were working on some special questions they were going to work on right meow. (laughs) (laughs) I just love saying that phrase. I don't know why. Anytime I get an opportunity to respond, To anybody, it's always right meow or I'm coming right meow, whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness, that cracks me up so much. You know, I'm a cat person. And I hadn't even seen that movie until, I don't know, maybe five months ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really up. funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. So, Justice... Why do you do this podcast? You know, um, uh, just tapping into a, a, I guess, a little seriousness. You know, when when we when you first came uh, to me, Stacey, with the idea, I think we had both been traveling down the path of, you know, we both demonstrated an interest and an intrigue in hearing other people's stories in a manner that um, served as inspiration for us, and even going back to. Uh, fellow community and Ohana members and just sharing the stories of others to people, whether it's Twitter DM or Twitter adding people within the, the, the Twitter ecosystem. I think mm-hmm. this podcast is a platform to share stories verbally so people can kind of pick up on the tones of what people are excited about, what they're passionate about. And it just gives you a platform to share your story with many people uh, that, you know, not everyone gets to attend Dreamforce, not everyone gets to attend Trailhead X, but if we could share the stories of others um, in a way that everybody has access and availability, I think we can inspire more than just the few people we, we, we have come across physically at Dreamforce or community-led conferences. That's mm-hmm. that's my take. Let me let me throw it right back at you, Stacey. What, what, why do you do the podcast? Yeah, because of the stories, because of the people, because people need to share their stories and people need to hear the stories. One of the big takeaways for me last year, and I have to back up even further to 2016, when I had the opportunity to go to um, four or five different Salesforce events in the course of the year. And, and just as you know, I live in a, a small town on the coast and mm-hmm. we are working on, but we don't have a, a very active 
local community. There just aren't a whole lot of people that do Salesforce, and um, and so we've struggled with with trying to to do user groups and and whatnot. There they exist. They're small. But so in 2016, I went to multiple community events and it was amazing. I got to speak at Midwest Dreamin' and, um, you know, for Streamforce. That's and I went to connections. Right in the front when you were presenting, Pardot. You did. Yeah. You did. That was when I met you yeah. for the first time. Yeah. You and Stu and um, several others. Yep, squad, and yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Went to Connections in Atlanta, which used to be the uh, the gathering for marketers, and they don't even do that anymore. But um, but it was just amazing um, hanging out with with people in the community. And then comes 2017, and the only conf, uh, community event that I went to was Dreamforce, which, as you know, wasn't until November. So I went for. Wow one full calendar year, actually just a little bit over with no Salesforce community events in person. And obviously I'm, in, I'm involved on Twitter and in the Trailblazer community. And um, Christy Guzman has come to visit a couple of times. And so I've had a couple of encounters here and there. Um, I've spoken with a couple of people on the phone and whatnot, but it's not the same as being at an event. And so when I got to Dreamforce and you and I ended up spending a lot of time together um, just because of, you know, schedules and, um, and whatnot. And I just got struck with this idea that I need more of this. And so I came back renewed and inspired from Dreamforce that I, I'm more determined than ever to build an active community here in Wilmington. Um, so whatever I can do to help with the local user group. And we've started Salesforce Saturdays once a month and, uh, and whatnot. And shout out to Bill Powell. He, he has been a phenomenal source helping me with that. But, um, but this, this podcast is part of that as well, that I, I need the community. I need to be connected. I need to hear the stories and, and I want to help share the stories. So that was a really long answer to your question. No, I, I gave, I gave equally a lot of people. Yeah, no, I gave an equally long answer. I, I think I think we're both aligned in terms of uh, being passionate and, and just wanting to share stories, right? That's the name of the, of the podcast. Cool. So I love it. One of the things I love about your trailhead story, Justice, is that you know what the term Century Badger Club means. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what that means now that are coming into the trailhead uh, experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, so yeah. explain. What is Century Badger Club for those who are listening that don't know? Yeah, I, so uh, once upon a time, uh, even a little bit before my time, uh, there wasn't so many trailhead badges available. And, uh, in fact, there were less than a hundred badges available. We, uh, there might have been even, even have been a time where there were less than 50. That, that was probably before my time. But anyways, um, as people were going through trailhead modules and acquiring badges, this was before the time of trail heart and before the time of trail mixes, obviously, uh, those that are experienced with trailhead, you know, there's the concentration on the business user, the concentration on the administrator, and then the concentration on the developer. 
and then you can do beginner, me intermediate, and advanced. So as you're acquiring trailhead badges um, throughout those six categories, um, eventually you'll get to a point where you build up a momentum, and now you have 100 badges. And within the community, there has been this unofficial term of endearment or acknowledgement uh, around being a, a century badger, meaning you had 100 badges or more um within uh within trailhead and it was i don't know it was it was uh it was a rite of passage for me anyways is what it felt like when i was able to acquire my 100th trailhead badge and uh hashtag century badger you know now i'm in the a group with jen lee um teresa before she joined salesforce and all these great uh pioneers in in, in the realm of trailhead but one of the things I wanted to say, though, is that, you know, although I was at 100 badges uh, at the time and, you know, other folks might not have been at that many badges, I think Trailhead, the intended purpose is to catalyze your learning experience. So uh, I think there's been somewhat of a focus at times on, um, you know, the, the status associated with how many badges you have. And I think the narrative uh, that I just want to bring back to it is, uh, you know, However many badges you have, you know, Vala was telling us he had seven badges or, or, or roughly, but he was able to tell us in an earlier podcast what those badges were around. So those were badges that, you know, he he had direct um, sentiment with or, or um, you know, felt that those badges were impactful in his learning experience. So whether you have five badges or you have 300 and however many badges Jen Lee has today, um, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. Just the fact that you're in Salesforce, you're learning Trailhead, uh, or you're learning Salesforce via Trailhead, I get excited about that. So, but I am I am proud of my I think now 150 some badges. So, and uh, Stacy, you're there now. You've recently joined the um, the Century Badge Badge Club. So, um, you know, Trailhead was a little bit different for me because I already knew Salesforce. I had been using it for a couple of years and had already earned a, a handful of certifications even before Trailhead came out. So I wasn't using Trailhead to learn what is CRM, what is Salesforce, um, but rather it's an ongoing tool for me when I need to learn about communities, you know, when I built my first community, or um, it's been a while since I've done. Uh, service cloud, and I need to, you know, get refamiliarized with uh, you know, a certain piece of it. Um, plus, the Salesforce platform is so huge; nobody knows everything, so it's always good to continue to expand. But you know, so for me, that was Trailhead. I, I felt a little bit um, <laughs> in good company when Cheryl said uh, last week that she was the queen of unfinished trails that she would jump into a module, do what you need to do to learn, and then would, uh, you know, carry on. And, and I kind of feel like that sometimes. But uh, back by the, by the way, I, I, I just want to say really quick, Cheryl, I appreciate you saying that because I literally am the king. I literally am the king. So when she said that, Stacey, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, the trailhead thing became public where you can use your vanity URLs and everyone's going to see how many unfinished badges I have. But Cheryl made me feel vindicated, so I appreciate you, Cheryl. <laughs> right, right. It's not how many unfinished, it's what you've learned from it, right? Isn't that what you were saying earlier? Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but I started this fall back in um, early October, started um, mentoring Yancey, and we've mentioned him a couple of times. And um, I have a little bit of a competitive side to me. And when he started completing badges that I didn't have, I was like, what? No, I, no, I can't have that. <laughs> So then he surpassed me in rank, and yeah, so um, so I worked to. He became ranger before I did, but I was was fast on his heels. So um, not well, quite he, as far he as is the are. ranger. He is the anti ranger. So uh, ranger Yancy. Ranger yeah. Yancy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just to rub it in when he created his Twitter profile. He no, I don't think it was to rub yeah. it into me. I think he was just proud of what he had done. But, Aspirations. Um, yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm up to I think 120 now. He has long surpassed that and is still going. Um, but you know, it's been good for him starting out not knowing anything about Salesforce or CRM or, or any of that. But it's also been good for me um, to get refreshers or to learn new things along the way. No, that's that's amazing. Um, you know, what what's inspiring is the fact that, you know, you were able to, through your journey, uh, get Yancey excited about Salesforce and he just kind of immersed himself in the trailhead. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's now a, a ranger status, right? And that's, trust me when I tell mm-hmm. you, that is not an easy uh, achievement. It just isn't. It takes time. It takes dedication. Um, because you can rattle through, uh, you know, 300 badges. But if you don't have the corresponding points uh, that reflect mm-hmm. that you've gone through and actually done the quizzes and, and, and you know, had optimal um, testing scores in alignment with the amount of badges. It's those two things that work in conjunction that uh, mm-hmm. provide you the. So anyway, so and, yeah. and he's he's been he's been with Salesforce or working on Salesforce uh, for a very short time frame. It's actually very impressive uh, what he's been mm-hmm. able to achieve in a short time window. Yeah, yeah, and there there's you know all kinds of people like him out in the community that have used trailhead to learn skills and then launch a new career which is pretty exciting but um but since his name came up um we did ask the twitter community what kind of questions they would have for us and yancy was actually the first to respond so um he said as mentors and super positive motivators um which, wow, what a compliment. Um, so as right. mentors and super positive motivators in the Ohana, how do you keep that energy up? Meditation, workouts, or is there some other magic ingredient that keeps you working by day and motivating the Salesforce Ohana in every other minute of your day? I almost want to volley this one to you first because that was a very that was a very good question. Multi-tiered, but uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab. So, uh, okay. So I wake up every day and I read a, a daily devotional, and that daily devotional gives me insight, wisdom, and and kind of puts me in a state of mind in which um, uh, I can I can be subject to radical humility. So it's in that time that I acknowledge and realize where I was at, where I've come, and where I'm going, uh, that allows me to. Um, 
So throughout that process, Stacy, what ends up happening is I, I appreciate and I become grateful for the knowledge that I've acquired, the resources that I've obtained, and the network that I've established. From that, I, um, I'm able to say, okay, what can I do uh, to now serve others? So given the level of knowledge and experience that I've had within the Salesforce ecosystem, I feel that um, I can give back to others. And that gets me motivated and it gets me inspired when I see other people that are passionate about their careers or growing um, within a professional realm that are able to say, hey, Justice, what were some of the experiences or what are some of the insights you have specific to your experience at Salesforce that can help me throughout my journey? And from that, I get a lot of fulfillment. Um, one of my passions um, and spiritual gifts, uh, not to get too deep, but uh, is to serve others. So I am at my best and I feel the most fulfilled when others are, are uh, thriving and they're prosperous. And I've had, um, you know, but a small impact in, in that process. So that keeps me motivated. Um, I'm constantly trying to find ways to um, continue to give back to others, you know, whether it's on this podcast with uh, with you, Stacy, um, or it's within the Twitter community, or it's um, providing insights to uh, Tri Trifinity Lab, I believe is the name, um, um, Shane Rosad, uh, a community member within Twitter, reaches out to various um Thought, thought leaders within the Salesforce community to provide perspective on um, all things Salesforce. So I've been very humbled that I've had an opportunity to, with Eric Dreshfield and other Salesforce MVPs, share insight mm -hmm. there. So anywhere I can, um, LinkedIn, um, you know, I don't know everything, obviously. I'm not a part of that expert. Uh, but uh, the things that I am comfortable in, whether it's security, automated processes, governance, um, uh, you know, project deployments, uh, project uh, conceptualization, and understanding what strategies work to get your Salesforce implementation to a point of desired utilization and adoption, and all the components mm -hmm. that enable that, I get excited about any of those conversations. So that's mm -hmm. hopefully that answers your question, Yancy. <laughs> yeah, and and you're part of that um aspire to inspire, right? Yes. So that is I'll give a small blurb. That is uh you know, it's funny, Stacy, cuz I was looking at an old YouTube video. Today I was thinking, let me go and look at my first YouTube video that I ever created when I started my channel. And the video uh, was in, I'm going to paraphrase, was entitled something to the effect of speak, share, solicit. And within that, I was articulating my vision of what I hope to achieve in the coming months around speaking, uh, sharing knowledge, and then soliciting feedback from others that could help me in building out this vision to inspire others. So fast forward to today, um, you know, within the last week or so, I was able to launch uh, a, a travel speaking panel. Uh, entitled Aspire to Inspire, where we're traveling out to five local schools in the Minneapolis area and talking with the student body in a manner that, um, as minorities, we're able to demonstrate confidence and competence in how we speak non-verbally, but also verbally. And I've been sharing my journey. And obviously, Salesforce 
and Trailhead are key components to what has built me into this perceived subject matter expert. So when I'm speaking with these students um, from socioeconomically challenged circumstances, mm-hmm. they're able to perceive me as a success story. And I have Salesforce to thank for equipping me uh, with the knowledge and the skill set that I could be perceived as such. And now it's upon me to inspire others that they can be subject matter experts uh, and thought leaders in the in the realm of you know cloud based technology and 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 you know the emerging capabilities coming um, from that realm. So I appreciate you calling that out. It's something I'm passionate about, and mm-hmm. you know, so PIC, yeah. appreciate you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Partner crime. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I would say my answer to the question would um, actually be very, very similar to yours. Um, the the church that I attend here in Wilmington, uh, I'm part of the the volunteer team, the dream team, as as they call themselves, and uh, we have a a kind of a motto that says we get to give. Um, you know, generosity isn't something that we believe that God wants from us, but rather something he wants for us. And mm. and I have found that to be be very true. And and um, not just in the content of volunteering at church, but serving in the community, um, you know, beach cleanup and, and you know, service projects and things going on. And then uh, also helping out in the Salesforce community. And and all of that is is very, very true, but I'll also say selfishly, yes, I am inspired um, by others because things like this are contagious. And when you see somebody doing good, you want to do good also. And and yes, I do it because someone helped me first. And so I want to pay it forward. And 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 yes, I believe that I get to give and, and that's a big motivator. But honestly, uh, like I said when uh, earlier, I need the community. And I need to do these podcasts and hear from people and and then share their stories. And I need to be chatting with people on Twitter and in the Trailblazer community and speaking at events and, and so forth because it it keeps me fueled. Um, so Yancy's question was, where do you get the energy to do the stuff? And I think it's the other way around. It's doing the things is what gives me the energy. You know, I like that, and I like something you said specifically right there about, you know, you need the community, and I love that. And then the need is being fueled by a desire to, um, you know, serve others, help others. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I was talking to somebody, and we had our Salesforce Saturday this past weekend, and um, and somebody said, well, what do you do whenever, you know, people are – commenting wow you sure drank the kool-aid and i said well i just answer them the kool-aid's good why not drink it (laughs) Um, (laughs) good um yeah so the next question uh was actually from our friend uh sophia and oh she's so oh she had a good question too actually I, i can't remember what it was but she had a really good question yes yeah, she said, what made you click as friends and teammates? And then That's you shared the, that picture of uh, you with blue hair and me with a blue hand. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, 
yeah, what made us click as friends and teammates. And I would say for this initially, the credit isn't even on you and I specifically, but it's the the gift squad is where we really first connected. Oh, yeah, I would agree 100%. And Amy Opplinger is um, how I became part of the gift squad. I think you were part of it, um, you know, before before mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a cool little uh, story and a great group that I kind of stumbled into. I feel really lucky to be part of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what was it? We were hanging out. We were the only members of the gift squad in attendance yeah. at Dreamforce that weren't MVPs. And so when during the keynote, Salesforce um, MVP, when, the fear lessening. This is a true story. <laughs> So when all of the <laughs> gift squad MVPs went to their designated reserved area to do their you know special MVP things, uh, Justice and I, we were the the RPs, the regular people. Uh, <laughs> we you know blazed our own trail and and did our own thing. And um, and honestly, Justice, I kept hanging around you because. Um, you were so inspiring the way people stopped and they wanted to talk to you because the blue hair and you had, uh, you know, great stories to share, but you also had a way of getting stories and connection and not, not connections in like an affluent way, but connecting, um, from people. And so you really bring out, um, the best in people that you're interacting with. And, um, so you were inspiring for me to hang out with and, and you needed a handler. You needed somebody to make sure you were going to get your session. Uh, you got back. to it before I could. <laughs> uh, so okay, go hilarious. ahead. Go ahead. Tell on me. Oh. So so yeah. So I so okay. I call Stacy guys my PIC, partner in crime. For those who don't know, uh, but Stacy nailed it on the head. So I want to do a couple things here. So yeah, we first met in the gift squad. But for those that have heard of the gift squad or, or hear some rumblings um, in terms of us conversing on Twitter or when we're uh, or when the gift squad of the week is coming out highlighting a member of the Salesforce community, uh, I just wanted to be very clear. You know, the gift squad came together, and this is a group of individuals that truly, truly all have an aligned passion and appreciation for Salesforce and growing in the space of Salesforce. And together, I mean, you know, the, 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 the term is somewhat facetious, but, you know, we're constantly in the group. Ben just shared earlier today. Uh, we're constantly in the group collaborating, asking questions in terms of how, you know, we could be better at, you know, whatever challenges or barriers that we're faced with within, the, within, the, within our day-to-day in terms of um, Salesforce functionality. But in the same breath, you know, we're encouraging each other. We're uplifting each other, both personally and professionally, uh, so that we can all be the best versions of ourselves. And we're completely supportive of each other. And I think from that, subsequently, a lot of uh, additional relationships have been formed. So obviously, me and Stacy, you know, we come together as a group whenever we, we go to community-led uh, conferences. And those of us that are represented at those conferences, we, we tend to try to stick together and, and, and see who's going where, who's doing what. Um, obviously, at times we get separated to Stacy's point. Like if, you know, at this time, uh, you know, all the MVPs within the gift squad went and did their engagements. Stacy and I got to, to get much closer. Um, and, yeah, you know, usually when I go to Dreamforce or I go to uh, some of these conferences, 
I'm kind of the uh, the social networker. So I'm going, I'm connecting with people, I'm talking. Um, and this was an opportunity where Stacy, you know, Stacy and I were coexisting for several days. So I kind of got to see how she perceives Dreamforce and goes about engaging and interacting with people. And she was able to do the same with me. But the the whole handler comment is, I'm just going to be uh, transparent with you guys. I'm very bad at timing. I'm very bad at time management. Um, and, you know, there that that can be a whole nother conversation for another day. But, uh, you know, there are people that have planned to say, Justice, we're going to be here at this time. And they would literally say, Justice, you need to be here at five o'clock. Really, the event didn't start till seven, but that was their way of of getting me there in advance. But <laughs> Stacy somehow has picked up on this on an accelerated timetable. And uh, whenever we needed to go somewhere to go support a, a fellow gift squad or Salesforce Ohana at a speaking engagement like Bill Powell's, Stacy would be the one that would be saying, "Okay, we gotta go. Can't be having you know 65 minute impromptu conversations." uh on the way there so anyways <laughs> she kind of does the same thing with this podcast uh and uh you know we're not all perfect at everything guys but anyways i, I i'm grateful for the friendship and relationship i have with stacy and uh you know from from that i think uh you know stacy talked a little bit about meeting uh uh the community for me it's uh, in the theme of that conversation what I need is, is relationships of value, uh, ones that mm-hmm. demonstrate a vested interest in, um, you know, the good and even the challenging times that we travel through in life. So to answer your question, um, what brings Stacy and I together is, I think, a mutual admiration uh, to serve others. Uh, we both appreciate what we both accomplished respectively. And then, you know, we, we, we're both very passionate about um, wanting to share stories and that just has brought us together uh, over the course of mm-hmm. the last several months yeah great and question. so if wow. anybody has any time management tips tricks apps, <laughs> you can reach him at on twitter at justice funny funny teasing you know i love you justice yeah, I know, I know. but i am bad at time management guys this is true um, and the funny thing is, if you ask my best friend, she would tell you that's typically me, but me keeping you on track helped me stay on track. Yeah, it's funny how that works out, right? Yeah. So so we're, we're good for each other. Yeah, I love we're it. We're a good team. We're a good team. And so then the idea of the podcast started to form on the heels of Dreamforce. And, um, and I knew that I didn't want... Um, nor would it be as good if I did this podcast alone. I knew I needed a, a partner in crime, and um, and I knew you were the right person because of how you engage with people, because of how we help bring out the best in one another, um, and because I enjoy talking with you. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's mutual. Um, so we- this made sense. It's funny too because you know, not that long ago, I had you know, and Dana Hall kind of, uh, you know, kind of shared with her, shared with us how she felt too because she's trying to start up a podcast. But uh, I, you know, I tried kicking off a podcast. I didn't take any real action. It was more ideation than anything. Um, several months ago, a year ago, you know, and 
for me, it was it's something I'm passionate about. But to your point, Stacey, it was it wasn't something I wanted to do alone, and it needed to just it needed to be somebody that um, I could partner and truly mesh with. And um, mm-hmm. you know, if we wanted to, we could be on this podcast talking, you know, for not you know hour two hours. But the point is, is um, it just it the universe came together and it just worked out. You know, it was destined. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. RP. All right, we got any of you out there that want to utilize that term. It is a Stacy founded term that I have co-signed. I love it. <laughs> we will get together. Yeah. We will link up. Um, we, we yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Um, okay, so. Uh, one final community fed question. This is from Jessica, and um, this is for the I guess the inner sci-fi nerd in us. If you could get in the TARDIS and go back in time and talk to your newbie Salesforce self, what advice would you give? I think this is a great question. I love to reflect back from time to time, but also you and I both in the past. Uh, six months or so have spoken at Salesforce events about our journey. So we've both recently spent some time doing just this, looking back. Yeah, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, so I'll let you go first. I've heard the recording of you at the, uh, was it the Lightning Tour? Or the Trailhead Live. Um, yeah, Trailhead yeah. Live. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so I have heard your full presentation. So keeping it under an hour um, <laughs> to answer this question, what would you uh, go back and tell your newbie Salesforce self? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a very ambitious person and sometimes that's typically perceived as a good thing, but sometimes can be, um, I don't want to say damning, but it, it can it can push things out of perspective in a manner that you don't demonstrate patience. And I would say what I would tell my newbie self is um, be patient, take your time, um, and just, you know, just respect the process. Because for me, learning Salesforce, you know, initially when it was first presented to me, I kind of treated it as, what's this tool I've never heard of? You know, you know, it was kind of the millennial in me wanted to take on the new challenge, but at the same time, I wasn't going to be the perceived subject matter expert because this is a new technology, a new concept, you know, in terms of uh, cloud-based, you know, software as a service. And it, it was just different for me. And, um, but I was excited to take it on because I mean, Salesforce is uh, a very appealing tool, uh, even right out, right out the gate. But what I would tell myself is to just be patient. You know, obviously, now when I look back, co-hosting a podcast with you, Stacy, speaking at Dreamforce, speaking at Midwest Dreaming, um, find founding a, a speaking panel in which I could share my experiences uh, within the Salesforce ecosystem. And even speaking at Trailhead Live and giving my from accidental admin to uh, awesome admin uh, or to Trailblazer with Trailhead, these are all experiences that came about based on the um, you know the the experiences I had acquired through working with Salesforce and the tool and the challenges and the barriers and the success factors. Um, so just demonstrating a little bit more patience um, and just you know. 
enjoy the ride because you know today you'll be uh logging into Salesforce for the first time and creating what is going going to be referred to you as an app and you know you just kind of sitting there and thinking to yourself hey I thought creating an app was like creating an iOS app well now in Salesforce it's a little bit different um, but mm -hmm. that app obviously is going to serve the purpose of driving business processes and from that yeah. you'll a year from then or two years from then you'll be co-hosting a podcast and you'll be inspiring others so in order to get to that point of inspiration you're going to need to demonstrate uh, patience and, and humility so not be as ambitious just you know respect the process like I said how about you mm -hmm. yeah so um, there's a lot of things that I would say um, I think getting certified is it was a a big step um because it forced me to really learn the system i kind of um stumbled into salesforce as it stumbled into being an admin and so i was self-taught for a while and there were so many things that i just kind of figured out and clicked around till i found or you know um well this seems like it works so I'll just go with it. Um, did a Google search or whatever, and um, but when I got certified, and and more than certified, but when I started to actually understand um, the architecture of the system, that was a big a big deal. That uh, was a game changer. Um, when I started to understand the long term effects of even minor changes in my Salesforce org. Um, and therefore the importance of a center of excellence or a uh, change management steering committee, um, that was a game changer. Um, there've been many, many things like that along the way. Um, but honestly, the, the biggest chain game changer for my Salesforce career was simply getting connected to the community because it was from that step of connecting in the community that I learned about the certifications and found the resources to study and get certified. It was from the community that I found people who introduced me to the, uh, you know, center of excellence uh, ideas. And it was from there that I heard about the button click admin podcast, where I heard to you know, advice on how to be a uh, a business analyst and have ownership of my org and ask the whys and uh, and then of course from there speaking opportunities and um, the idea that Stephanie Guerrero you know started Salesforce Saturdays and and everything else Her that I've Herrera, done Herrera. thank you Herrera. thank you so but but everything else that I've done has been a result of first and foremost stop being in a silo and get connected. And so if I had to go back in time, I would not wait those first couple of years. Um, I would get connected immediately. Yeah, there, there are two mm -hmm. things you said, uh, one, of, one of which I want to highlight on for myself. I, I don't know how I missed this, but trailhead is unbelievably important. Uh, and I wish I would have started that much earlier. Uh, I, I can only imagine how much farther further I would be right now if uh, if I took the opportunity to to start immersing myself 
uh, in Trailhead. There's just been too many conversations I've been a part of, um, strategy sessions where concepts uh, like two-factor authentication, um, process builder mm -hmm. that were discussed that I had just recently learned in a Trailhead module maybe a day prior. And I was equipped mm. to objectively tackle that conversation in a manner in which I led the conversation. And it was based on the knowledge that I acquired maybe a day or two prior in a trailhead mo module. Wow. And now I'm this perceived uh, leader. I, I'll, I'll never forget the moment. Um, this was a two-factor authentication-related conversation. I was in a meeting, and that concept came up. And nobody else on the, uh, on the call really knew what it was. Stacy, I was racing to hit unmute on my thing so I could come in and share all my <laughs> knowledge that I acquired from uh, from Trailhead. Uh, you know, and then if it was asked, obviously, well, Justice, how do you know all of that? Boom, done. Trailhead, right? So, and then mm -hmm. the community, not even the community for me. I think it's been called out numerous times uh, by many people, but. The community truly, you know, I want to circle back to your comment about drinking from the Kool-Aid. The community for me is family. It sounds very cliche and very just as a drink from the Kool-Aid. But, you know, I'm texting with you. I'm texting with Ben. I'm texting with a lot of people within the Salesforce community that are genuinely wanting to know how I'm doing. I'm wanting to know how they're doing, how their kids are doing. Um, and that's just genuine. And obviously, we all have a shared passion and reach out to each other. You know, Ben was making YouTube videos for me uh, early on in my career when I was struggling with certain things in Salesforce. And me being me, I asked 20,000 questions. So Ben just went went ahead one time. Ben Bollipi, by the way, for those listeners, created a private YouTube video, explained to me what, you know, I was running into uh, barriers with, and then shared that. To this day, I think back to myself. What sort of care does somebody need to have for somebody else to go out of their way to do all of that work and effort in service of another? So it's family, you know, the community, um, and I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate mm -hmm. you saying those two things because that made me think uh, more deeper on my end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think – Another piece of advice that I would give, and it's not necessarily a something to do, but it's just something to be aware of is the, you know, the community is awesome. Trailhead is fantastic. Certifications are great. But at some point, you also have to kind of come to terms with the fact that you'll never know everything about the system. Like it's, it's good to have an under, you know, somewhat understanding of, you know, the, the width of the platform, but you can't have full depth of knowledge in every single area of all of the clouds, you know, um, there's just too much. And it's always some, you know, three releases a year. So there's always more coming out. Um, so you have to kind of come to terms with that. You'll never know everything, but, but own what you do know. And um, I, I love and you know, I know I've mentioned Amy already uh, in this episode uh, a couple of times, but it, we were actually texting um, right before the this call also. But, uh, you know, she started, she has spoken at several events and then she started a group in the Trailblazer community just for um, people struggling with imposter syndrome. Mm. And, and 
honestly, I think that's something that almost everybody struggles with at some point to some degree that, you know, you sit in a room and you go, everybody's an expert, but me, you know, and I'm faking it. And what happens when they find out that I'm not this, they're proclaiming me a a subject matter expert. And I know a little bit, but, uh, you know, what happens if I fail, you know? So, um, so I think that would be, um, good for everybody to understand is accept that you don't know everything, but also accept that you do know what you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you just have to find. Uh, I think two years ago, um, Dana Hall, Chris Landy, they interviewed me for this awesome admin story uh, that's on Salesforce's website, and I was quoted for saying something of, you know, just be comfortable with what you know and what you don't know, right? Um, uh, I I have no problem uh, being. Uh, you know, in terms of raw technical uh, grit or raw technical understanding of the functionality, its core functionalities of the Salesforce platform, I have no problem uh, being uh, the one in the room that doesn't know as much as, as my colleagues. Because the reality is, is I understand the tool, I understand its enablement capabilities, I understand its functionality to a point in which I can support its utilization and can even make recommendations to enhance um, the adoption of the tool. And obviously, I understand the you know uh, understand the, the key components that, that you know that make Salesforce Salesforce uh, from a from a sales cloud CRM perspective. But the reality is, is even in that realm, um, I don't know everything. So I love to be honest with you, being able to go out to a broader community and say, hey. Uh, you know, I'm trying to write out this validation rule uh, to do exactly this, and I keep running into this wall. And then to hear multiple perspectives and different avenues travel down of, well, have you tried this? Did you look at that? Did you look at this? Um, and that, to me, is just inspiring because, as one, we might not know everything, but as a group, um, there, there isn't any problem we couldn't tackle, right? So, and that's how I feel. You know that. It, for me, the Trailblazer community is phenomenal, and it's been in place for a while. Um, if you're looking for something a bit more instantaneous and immediate, um, not to say that the Trailblazer community isn't, but based on whatever platform works best for you is what I would suggest. For me, Twitter works phenomenal. I can just go into the Gift Squad chat, or I could tweet out something, and you know, uh, and uh, you know, have an abundance of responses. Uh, that will, you know, allow me to travel down a path of being closer to a resolution, uh, uh, with whatever the problem is that I was dealing with, uh, within the tool. And that's what, that's what the community is about. Everyone wants to help. No one's asking for compensation. And in fact, somebody tweeted at me the other day and said, uh, you get paid when you speak at Dreamforce. And I responded back and I love having the opportunity to, to respond back and say what I said which was, you know, Dreamforce and all these other community-led conferences that were birthed from Dreamforce and those who couldn't attend, um, all the speakers there aren't getting paid because the whole intention or goal, at least as how I perceive it, is uh, Salesforce has created this tool and this platform. They've empowered their customers and their partners. And now those customers and partners that have become advocates and sponsors of that tool 
now have a platform mm -hmm. to share back with other potential customers on the amazing experiences, learning experiences that they've acquired in a way that will kind of create this um, organic, growing, inspiring um, uh, consumer base for Salesforce, right? They, they're not about, uh, I think Salesforce, from my perception, does phenomenal in organic growth because they utilize the community to empower their platform. It, it, I've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I mean, you could say um, you get paid with, you know, appreciation, with, with love, with respect. You look at people in the community like, like Steve Mo, um, consistently in the, the top leaderboard in the answers community, speaking not only at Dreamforce, but like multiple times at Dreamforce. Like he is the, you can raise the, um, you know, the bat signal and, um, and Steve is there and he's going to answer your questions. Now, I mean, he may, you may owe him a beer afterwards, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's payment enough is knowing that you've helped someone. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And he just did something recently to your point about the bat signal. He just did something recently. Uh, he gave a virtual training or, or teaching class uh, in India. And I watched the whole thing transpire from Steve Mo getting tweeted at and saying, Hey, we would, I can't recall who the individual was. Might have, I can't recall, but we'd love to see you teach a, a class here in India around this is the theme. Steve kind of saying, Oh yeah, I would be open to that. Sounds exciting. Just align with my availability given the different time zones all the way to putting out a date and then scheduling it and then Steve delivering. The whole thing transpired on Twitter. It was unbelievable, right? And to your point, Steve kind of has that growing demand of, you know, on his LinkedIn, he says he's the fixer of shit, which I find entertaining. But I mean, the reality <laughs> is he does fix stuff. And, you know, uh, he consistently, to your point, um, that's, that's verifiable on the answers community week in and week out. So, mm -hmm. you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, Justice, I don't know if you have any questions on your end. Yeah, I might have one question. I wasn't necessarily planned for, but my question to Stacy um, uh, that folks may be interested in is, what is the next big thing for Stacy? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> My one last question I was going to end with is, what's next for you? <laughs> oh, no. See, and this is why, guys, we are PICs, because we think alike. <laughs> this wasn't premeditated. It wasn't planned. Love it. That's awesome. Um, so what's next for me is in about a week, um, I will be at Southeast Dreamin'. And so my first community event of 2018, I'm super excited to go. Um, so I guess that's my next thing. Um, and I can't stop talking and, and thinking and planning for uh, future Salesforce Saturdays. Uh, we've got one. Uh, we just had our, our March event. Uh, we meet once a month. Uh, April, we're going to do a highlight 
the um, nonprofit, the, so the, the NPSP, and I've been reaching out to, there's a handful of uh, nonprofits here in Wilmington that use Salesforce. So trying to reach out to them and, and encourage them to attend the Salesforce Saturday. Uh, and then hopefully they'll also be able to make good connections with other Salesforce people to help them continue to expand and and tap into more of what Salesforce offers. And then I already have, I'm super excited. Um, I've made connections with a Salesforce employee um, who's a director in um, in the marketing department. And uh, so he and I are in talks about having him come and speak at our May event. So, um, so this has been just a, you know, a labor of love that it took a little bit to kind of get off the ground. We had a couple of uh, gatherings where it was just me and, or me and one other. And, um, and it's finally starting to get a little bit of traction. And, and again, the community for, you know, helping to spread the word and give me tips on how to, you know, do it better. But, um, but so that's what I'm looking forward to is um, continuing to build the local community and then traveling to Atlanta for a regional event. Wow. How about you? Uh, you have a, a packed uh, calendar up here coming up. <laughs> yes, yes. And I guess we can go ahead and spill the beans. Our next podcast. Oh, I'm excited. Podcast guest will be our first international guest. Um, so, so super, super excited about that. So love seeing the responses that we get uh, every week, tweets, um, you know, private messages and, and so forth from people who are um, appreciating, responding to, being inspired by, what they're hearing on the podcast and that's you know man that's humbling for sure so my quick 10 second commercial uh ad before i go into my responses if you are listening to this podcast and you uh sat through this for 55 minutes with stacy and i i would like for you to pause right now go out to twitter look for at sf campfire and if you're not following go ahead and follow and then come mm-hmm. back to the podcast while I go ahead and answer. <laughs> um, so that was my plug for, for – and the reason why I do that uh, somewhat jokingly, but I'm going to be serious now, is that, you know, we, 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 we created this Twitter handle based on, an, you know, a suggestion Eric Dreshfield gave to us. So thanks, Eric. Um, and within a short time window, Stacey, I mean, we're over 100 followers. And it's, it's just – it's – wow. I, I guess I don't know what to say – yeah i love it and it's growing right so it's uh i I look forward to seeing how much further the the podcast will continue to grow as we continue to share these stories Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what's your what's next so my what next is i have two primary things on the calendar that are scheduled that i'm looking forward to and there are two speaking engagements so on march 28th uh, as a part of my aspire to inspire traveling speaking panel uh, will be speaking at Best Academy in Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, to 7th and 8th graders uh, with my fellow panelists. Um, This panel is going to be 45 minutes of speaking with these students and sharing our unique and distinct stories in a manner that inspires these students. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth uh, as to my journey within Salesforce and Trailhead in a way that's 
created opportunities uh, for me to uh, travel down this path of of self-actualization, which by definition is just achieving one's full potential. So looking forward to that. And then a week later, Mm -hmm. I'll be traveling to Chicago and I'll be speaking at Conga Connect 2018 uh, as a keynote panelist speaker. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Um, You know, this is my first conference, Stacey. Uh, Yeah, I've traveled to several conferences uh, in the last several months, but you know, this is the first conference where uh, I'm blessed to be in a situation where, um, you know, my lodging and traveling expenses and things of that nature are being taken care of uh, just for uh, for me to be able to speak and share my perspective. So it, it makes me feel like um, the passion and the, the growth I've been going down in terms of being able to share with others in a manner that... Um, is is uh, I guess conducive for how I communicate. It, it's just mm-hmm. been a blessing. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the next biggest thing for me in 2018 will be um, I have a goal of, of being able to deliver uh, my first ever TEDx. Uh, so uh, that that's mm-hmm. that's on the radar. So stay tuned. Um, I'm looking wow. forward to that. That's becoming a reality. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about all of those and phenomenal. Wow. I wonder really quick if, uh, if you're in Southeast dreaming, uh, that's next week or two weeks. Um, that's next week. So I wonder if, if we can do like a podcast interview out there while you're out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Tony profit, if you're listening, uh, I would love for you to connect with Stacy, <laughs> so we can get you on an episode, or anybody out there for that matter. Uh, Jean Vel- Velnoy, uh, I know she's going to be out there, and she's excited. I think Shauna Hughes is going to be out there. But yeah, if there, I don't know how I've seen like um, Brian Kwong and these guys uh, do like traveling podcast interviews. But if if, the, if an opportunity exists, um, that would be cool and amazing. So if you're at Southeast Dreaming. And you have some sort of uh, desire or life goal to be interviewed on the, on the Salesforce Campfire Stories, uh, please reach out to Stacy. She will be representing 50% of the PIC relationship between <laughs> her and I. Uh, and we, we will figure something out. So DM the, the Twitter handle, SF Campfire, or DM Stacy, uh, or myself for that matter, and, and we can figure something out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Justice, this was fun. Um, who knew that you and I could talk for an hour? Officially. Without this is the longest guest. episode. Wow. <laughs> no surprise. Oh, they just keep getting longer and longer, know, don't they? Sorry, Mark. You got to break the record now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, and now you just gave, you just gave away. Oh, no, no. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. Okay, okay. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or that could be a test to who made it all the way through to the end. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Justice, I always love hearing from you and sharing with you, um, hearing your what inspires you, what keeps you going, and um, 
and you make me laugh. So I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I did too. And, you know, obviously the, the, the respect is mutual likewise. So, you know, get uh, being able to chat with you in general is always a treat. Um, but being able to chat with you while other people can hear kind of our, you know, our, our humorous ways of interacting with each other uh, is even more of a treat. So uh, this is always a treat for me. Excellent. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And we will see you next week around the campfire. See you guys later.